you're having a dinner party. It's last mm-hmm. minute. You've realized the cocktail I'm making. This this happens to Bobby all the time. The specialty cocktail that Josh is making. We're missing an item. We're missing a piece. And it can't be. Su- There's no substitutes. We have to go yeah. to the liquor store. But we don't we have, have time. We have to get this particular vermouth or amaro. But we can't leave because the oven's on. What are you going to do? What's the solution? What would you do? DoorDash. Because I know that I can get local restaurants, local stores, local establishments and get it to my apartment in no time. If you're looking to celebrate with some special drinks, here's to alcohol delivers with DoorDash. Getting ready to host, looking to celebrate a special night in, what about a bottle of wine to pair with dinner or some beer to go with your chips and dip? No matter the occasion, if drinks are called for, DoorDash has you covered. And then you know what? You tip right within the app. They get 100% of the tip. You got to tip your DoorDash drivers always. So save up to 25% off up to a $15 value when you spend $35 or more with code WHO24. So whether you're grabbing drinks for an event or staying in for the night, DoorDash is here to help you have a great evening any evening. Term supply must be 21 plus to order alcohol. Drink responsibly. Delivery and promotions available only in select markets. You will drain it. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And this is Timmy's Dispatch from Nikki Reed's photography exhibit, Into the Unknown. Which he went to, by the way, wearing a Who Weekly hat and a Twilight shirt. <laughs> I can't troll. Okay, here He's it is. Trolling. Yo, Lindsay, Bobby, hooligans, what's up? Um, thank you so much for um, rocking the vote, going to the polls and voting. Um, this is Timmy, obviously, and I am here at the Nikki Reed Into the Unknown Leica Gallery. I'm here with fellow hooligan Amanda. Amanda, say hi. Hello, crunch, crunch. <laughs> Um, so the gallery is quite gorgeous. There are approximately 24 Nikki photos. Um, we viewed the entire gallery. Um, the curator did ask me how I found out about the gallery, <laughs> and I did have to embarrassingly say that I had read it on Just Jared. Um, personally, my favorite photo is the snow cows. Um, Amanda, what was your favorite photo? Reflections. Reflections. Um, yeah, so if you're in the Los Angeles, Ouijo area, come check it out. Um, down at the Nikki Reed Photo Gallery. Crunch, crunch, bye. <laughs> if you're in the Los Angeles Weo area, check it out. He also said it was like Jimmy in the so store. Funny. He was like in the camera store. It's like, in. So yeah, this gallery is in the camera store. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, no kidding, bitch. You thought I was going to be at the Broad? You thought I was going to be in a museum? You thought I was going to be at the Getty? <laughs> oh my God. I'm sorry, at you Lachma? thought you were going to a museum? The girly got 24 photos at the Leica photos, the the camera store. So you could watch, see the photo and buy the camera. You think, you think these are in Mrs. Basil E. Frank Wheeler's mixed up files, Timmy? Like, what Wait, are you what? expecting? <laughs> what a reference. Timmy might not even get that one. It's younger. No, but that that's a timeless book. Okay. It's a timeless book. Okay. Anyway, thank you, Timmy, for doing this. And thank you, hooligans, for voting for Timmy to do this. Too. It's really, yeah. really funny. Thank you, everyone. Okay, what's first on the docket thank you, everyone. for today? Thank you, <laughs> I mean, everyone. Really, it's, it's everyone and it's Timmy. You know, thank you, everyone. What's first this on the docket today? This is one of my today? favorite stories in a long time, I have to say. <laughs> oh, same. I mean, first of all, it's, it's um, what do you call it? It's Streisand effect, first of all, mm-hmm. because I didn't know that this was a thing until the person who had the problem complained about the thing, <laughs> which is a classic, a, a classic thing. Melissa Joan. Okay, so this is about Melissa Joan Hart, right? Yes. Melissa yes. Joan Hart is out here. Clarissa explains it all for anyone who is the right age. Mm-hmm. She is out here complaining about these Dumois blind items about this feud that she supposedly has with none other than Lena Dunham. Lena Dunham. <laughs> and she's acting tangentially as if, Angelica Houston. <laughs> she's acting as if, right, we'll get there. She's acting as if the culture is like aware that this feud is happening and she's debunking the feud. I didn't even know that there was accusations of feud, which is incredible because when I saw the headlines, Melissa Joan Hart's debunks a uh, uh, feud, feud with Lena Dunham I said 
what, what? is she what fear? I don't even know the first part of the story but then in her her complaint I learned that the story is actually fucking hilarious the whole thing is so funny Melissa Joan Hart hates Lena Dunham <laughs> we have to well that's the thing if we had just left this with a Dumas post alleging that Melissa Joan Hart hates Lena Dunham I would have been like what why do I care? That's probably not true. Moving on. But because Melissa Joan Hart it is true. keeps commenting, I'm like, oh my God, Melissa Joan it's Hart true. hates Lena Dunham. Hates Lena Dunham. <laughs> but the reason why Melissa Joan Hart hates Lena Dunham is very fascinating. Yeah. It has to do with like nepotism kind of. It has like a family. Allegedly. It has a family tie-in. Okay, no, I think it's true. Okay, read the. I'll read the first one. Read the, read the first two and then okay. I'll read the the weird third, the bonus third. These are the <laughs> okay. blind items. These are courtesy of From submissions Dumois. on Dumois. Uh, and I think they're the truest thing Dumois has ever posted. Pseudonyms, please. Which, please. Email redacted. Subject. Sabrina the teenage asterisks. Message. <laughs> Can confirm that MJH has it out for Lena Dunham. <laughs> They've been frenemies for a long time. Lena's dad was friends with the creator of Clarissa Explains It All. I'm like, it's funny that that's supposed to make sense to me. You know, like, okay, I get it. Well, it does in later. If you dig in, it does, weirdly. The dinner party fight about child drag queens was just one piece of what? the puzzle. Melissa has a knack for alienating people in her life. They disappear like magic. Her views are controversial and chaotic, and she gets really <laughs> argumentative about them. I didn't see the Instagram story, but it's common knowledge in both of their circles that they've been beefing for a while. Then the next one comes. What is both of their circles? <laughs> I feel like b their circles are nowhere close to even being Venn diagrams. Their circles They're are like... They're not even in the same it's zip like, code. It's like one of them is Mercury and one of them is Pluto. They couldn't be farther right. away. You know, like those yes. circles Those circles will never intersect. I mean, intersect. maybe on a map of the planets, they look like they could be close to each other, but in actuality, baby, they're not. It's space. They're really far. <laughs> They're really far. They will never, okay. ever, ever intersect. Okay, the next one. No. Subject line, spill. Message. Not Melissa Joan Hart dodging questions about Lena in her live stream today. We need more info on this, please. How do they even know each other? A great question. <laughs> okay. Okay. And here's the last one, which is hilarious. <laughs> this one is 100% so true because nobody could ever make this up. That's the thing, you know? If a, Like either a beautiful mind that needs to be crowned like Queen of America made this up or... It's true. Okay, yeah. so you choose. Okay. Message. The subject is witches stick together, which is funny. <laughs> Message. Angelica Houston said some very nasty things about <laughs> Lena Dunham the other night at a party I attended for my boss. Recently. I couldn't figure out. <laughs> Recently. I couldn't figure out how or why Lena would even cross her mind, but I was informed that Angelica starred in a Lifetime movie that was directed by Melissa Joan Hart. Apparently, Melissa and Lena have beef. I'd be pretty scared if my enemy had the Angelica Houston in her corner. So not only does Melissa Joan Hart hate Lena Dunham, this is fact, this is true. Okay, not allegedly. No, allegedly, 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 allegedly. Okay, bye. She's literally talking shit about Lena Dunham to Angelica Houston <laughs> in such a convincing manner that Angelica Houston is going to parties and being like, you know who sucks? Ass Lena Dunham. I fucking hate that woman. I hate her so fucking much. <laughs> At the at girl's peak, I'm sure there were a lot of celebrities that weren't huge fans of Lena Dunham. She is a controversial figure. At anything's peak. At anything's peak. You know? At anything's peak, everybody has an opinion. Mm -hmm. But it's been 10 years since girls. Lena Premier. Dunham is pretty, you know, I would say, if anything, she's been re-contextualized and she's loved by many actors because she's working as a director she's still doing creative stuff da 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 everyone loves Catherine Colbert-y you know and and uh what's it called induction investment industry <laughs> industry she's involved in industry so it just doesn't it seems like would be really out of the blue or Melissa Joan Hart is on a tear 
But also, Angelica Houston air. starred in a Melissa Joan Hart Lifetime movie in 2017. Like, whatever Melissa Joan Hart told Angelica Houston about Lena Dunham oh really God. lingered. It really stuck in the brain. She's still talking about this. Yeah, now Melissa is stepping behind the camera as the director and executive producer of the new Lifetime movie, The, the Watcher in the, the Woods. Woods. It stars Oscar winner Angelica Houston and is a remake of the 1980 cult classic. And good for you, honey. Yeah. You've been wanting to do this along with your mom, yeah. who's one of the producers as well for a long time. A Tell really us about long that. Time. Yeah. yeah, you know, when I was doing Sabrina, my mom's my executive producer, um, producing partner at my our company, Heartbreak Films. And on hiatuses from Sabrina, we'd always try to figure out what's the summer project, what are we going to do? And uh, she asked me what I wanted to do, and Watcher in the Woods was one of, one of my favorite movies as a child. So she was like, trying to seek out the rights from Disney, uh. and it took 17 years. <gasps> yes, good for you. And then I was you. too old to play the teenager and too young to play Mrs. Aylwood, the, um, the role that we put Angelica Houston, and that was originally uh, Betty Davis. Right. And, um, although Listen I still, to you. I Throwing out names like this. Isn't it, isn't it <laughs> thrilling? See, there's the there book. are literally so many interviews, and I think this is what it is. There are quite a few interviews with the guy who created Clarissa. Uh, explains it all. Explains it all. His name is Mitchell his Kriegman. Name is Mitchell Kriegman, and the thing is that he loves to give interviews, and he says that Clarissa grew up to be Lena Dunham. He <laughs> loves girls, and I think mm-hmm. that's because girls is good, but also I think it's because he he is family friends with Lena Dunham. That wasn't a joke. That was real. Yeah. Lena yes. even. Lena even made a tweet that was like a joke about this. She said, ready to, this was in 2013, ready to address charges of nepotism on girls. It is true. My father did play doubles tennis with the creator of Clarissa Explains It All. So she's making a joke about nepotism. But Mm -hmm. this is years and years and years and years before this feud. She's revealing that her father is family friends with Mitchell Kriegman. And I think Melissa is sick of hearing Mitchell Kriegman talk about how great Lena Dunham is. I'm yeah. serious. I think that is where this all stems from. And also, she's sick of having this character that truly is, I was not a Clarissa Explains It All person, but truly is beloved by a whole generation of people. Sort of be like retconned or co-opted into some other person. Into Like, girls. like transformed yeah. into Lena Dunham, Hannah Horvath or whatever. You know, like, I feel like she's probably annoyed that her biggest cultural impact is now being like transformed into something that doesn't involve her anymore. Even if it's right. only She's in these a little, little mad. you know? But I'm also like, it's so funny how often this guy has said this. There is an IndieWire interview where the headline is, Embrace Nostalgia and Innovation with Clarissa Explains It All creator Mitchell Kriegman. And the subhead is, uh, below we discuss why Clarissa was never allowed to grow up, blah, 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 and why he'll defend Lena Dunham until the day he dies. <laughs> so literally in this in this interview, he says, Lena Dunham is and should be the model for so many people. Cool. They got to throw film school out, school out, and follow the path of Lena Dunham because she did tons of short web series and tons of filmmaking, and just was like picking up a camera and making a film, and that led to her success, in my opinion. And this was given in 2014. This interview. So I'm telling you, this this feud has been simmering. <laughs> you know who he doesn't defend to the death in any interview? Melissa Joan Hart. Clarissa, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa Joan Hart. Well. Melissa Joan Hart, we haven't even like mentioned this, but true heads might already know, Melissa Joan Hart is a contentious Hollywood figure. She's a con- she's conservative. She's religious. Like she's mm-hmm. very uh she's traditional. <laughs> she's traditional. I think I think conservative is is the main thing. It's not like she's religious. It's like she's she's well, a she conservative can tell that, asshole. Only, that only she's Christians are good people. No, ex- yeah, yeah. <laughs> But it's like, it's that. It's that sort of thing. And it's like, what was the... Like, what's she the... gives interviews to Fox News and she says that there are more Republicans in Hollywood than you think. Like, she's giving exclusives to Fox News where she says that. That's well, then weird. this headline, I mean, with the horrible slug, Melissa Joan Hart told son only Christians are good people anti-Semitism. Because the headline <laughs> is, Melissa Joan Hart told her six-year-old son that only people who believe in Jesus are good and people are calling her out for casual anti-Semitism. She's like, yeah. she's like just an asshole. She's just a, she's a shitty person. Person, allegedly, I love seemingly. this because in the I went to the Dumois Reddit to mm-hmm. engage with this because it, it started there. So I thought, are we having conversations about this? Is there anything else that I'm missing here? And I'm so glad that I did. First of all, thank you to a commenter was reminded of this time where Page Six reported on overhearing Melissa Joan Hart complain when she had a people cover 
and it Farrah Fawcett died, and she thought they were going to take away her people cover. Mm-hmm. This is a headline from June third, two thousand nine. She had a people cover, and it's even more embarrassing when I tell you why she was on the cover of People. How I lost forty two. It's a hot pounds. mic, and also they reported this because they had audio. Melissa Joan Hart's cold-hearted <laughs> thoughts on Farah. Melissa Joan Hart should learn to keep her voice down. The former Sabrina the Teenage Witch star was overheard off-camera at KTLA in LA on Friday saying how she'd been hoping last week that cancer-stricken Farah Fawcett wouldn't die and thus bump Hart off the cover of People magazine. <laughs> I gotta say, she wasn't actually being mean. She said she hoped she didn't die. She said she wanted her to stay alive. So, well, like, for one more week. <laughs> wait, know? I'm not done. I have to finish the end of this. Hart is on this week's cover, posing in a bikini after recently using losing 42 pounds. Hart appeared on KTLA to promote her new ice cream and candy store. It was a Nutrisystem cover. She was doing promo for Awful. Nutrisystem. Awful. 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 And so Awful. when people were talking Awful. about this in the Reddit thread, Lindsay's on the Dumois Reddit thread reading about this and I hearing sure people am. bring these things up. And then who's responding to someone who says, mm. so if one person says, oh, I remember, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Melissa Trenhart complained about maybe getting her people cover bumped because of Philip Seymour Hoffman's death. Someone else responds, it was Farrah Fawcett. Then in a response to the person saying it was actually Farrah Fawcett, MGH here Hi, sorry, Melissa here, although I'm sure you won't believe me. Heard I was having a battle with another actress and wanted to see who was spreading the lies, and then I saw your comment on here, and I had to join Reddit and the combo to debunk this. When I got on People Magazine in 2008, I was overheard backstage of a talk show being asked by a friend how I could possibly end up on a cover as a joke. And there had been a recent article explaining how covers get chosen, and it said that they were carefully watching Ms. Fawcett's health for a possible cover and TV star who lost weight. I made an uncool remark to my friend in jest, and it went viral when the sound guy sold the audio tape to a tabloid. I issued an apology to her family immediately, but the intention was never mean-spirited. As for Lena, I don't know her at all, but I find this rumor confusing and entertaining. However, I I hope she doesn't believe that I have anything against her. And hey, this place seems toxic for humanity. Be kind. Again, she means the subreddit for Doomwong. That's definitely Melissa Joan Hart, right? She's right about two things. Reddit is toxic, and she is correct. It is a toxic place. Number two, I do think that it is kind of funny that she made a remark to her friend like, hope she doesn't die so that I can stay on the cover of People magazine. That is not that crazy. No, it's kind of funny. She should she should take her mic off. She should make sure her <laughs> mic's off before she says shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's for sure. But I can't believe that you just like clicked on her profile and she's still leaving comments on Reddit. <laughs> no, she's like in. And first of all, this I went to this account. I mean, you can't tell whether it's actually her like by any reason, except for the fact that she did just join Reddit. Like it is a newly formed account. And she's only commenting in this thread where she's saying, you know, hi, just clarifying a few things. I'm currently independent. And if anything, lean more into libertarian. I'm like, I don't care. Libertarian. Okay, she's libertarian. I'm religious, but I believe every person deserves to be loved and respected. Okay, blah, blah, blah. And then somebody said she left Hallmark for a more conservative network. They thought she was a GAC girly. But she's mm-hmm. not. She said, I'm actually affiliated and have a four-picture deal, four deal Lifetime and have made eight movies, pr- directed, produced, starred in all these years. Not Hallmark. Lifetime is much more inclusive. So she's not a GAC. She's saying, I'm not a GAC girly. I'm not a great American family girly. And what she, which we haven't even gotten into, this is, it's believable that this is actually MJH. And again, the username is MJH here. Because she's on a tear publicly. She posted those Dumois photos, those screenshots, to her personal Instagram account to comment on them. And again, if she had a publicist worth their salt, the publicist would say, ignore, 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 know, ignore, ignore. No, it's, it's like, don't repost the gossip. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like nobody was covering this outside of Dumois until you reposted and denied the gossip. And not only did this girly post the original gossip, she posted all three bits of gossip that Lindsay and I read earlier. She posted the Angelica Houston gossip. She posted all three screenshots and said, so I don't normally pay attention to the tabloid rumor mill, but numerous friends have asked me about my, quote, rivalry with at Lena Dunham. She added her, she added her, she added her, and I'm truly confused. We have no beef. I hope Lena (laughs) thinks it's funny, because it really is. I would just be laughing. I would just be like, are you kidding me? We have no beef, and as far as I can remember, we haven't even had the pleasure of meeting, let alone having enough of a relationship to warrant any time to discuss drag queens. Don't let them get you with flashy links as they pretend to give you hot gossip that doesn't exist. First of all, it, 
The gossip exists. You're arguing that it's not what's true. The, drag, the gossip I don't exists. even know what the drag... What's the drag queen things? You, I'm a, is that in? Well, yeah, we'll I get really, to it. I couldn't even find that. Okay. I'm a fan of Lena's work and all that she does to support females in our industry and hope to share a latte someday. Please be careful oh, not God. to get caught up in the hateful rhetoric of these sites and promote division, then spew crap to make a profit. Hashtag my TED talk. And then it's also edited. The rumor is the two fought about child drag queens. One of the blinds, apparently not one of the ones that we read, alleged that they were at a dinner party together and fought about child's drag queens. Yeah, see, I was I just read about that. I was trying to get the exact quote, but that is it. It's just like there that was a rumor. It. There was a rumor that they were together in the same room yelling at each other about child drag queens. But that's why she mentions that she's never met her IRL because that rumor is that they were together at a dinner party fighting about child drag queens. <laughs> So that could possibly not be true. But do I think that Melissa Joan Hart has had it out for Lena Dunham ever since the creator of Clarissa Explains It All started talking about how great Lena is? A hundred percent. Hundo percent. Hundo percent. That feels so normal. Do I believe that Melissa Joan Hart in 2017 told Angelica Houston, I fucking hate Lena Dunham? <laughs> yes, I do. And you know that Angelica Houston was probably like, this is delicious. Thank you so much for this. She's played a sarcastic TV, and funny adolescent on Clarissa Explains It All. Hey, I look really cute. And a teen with so magical true. powers on Sabrina like the me. Teenage Witch. But now Melissa Joan Hart is taking on a more serious role in the faith-based film God's Not Dead 2. I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. We met up with the veteran actress for coffee at Sugar and Plum in Manhattan. So you go from Clarissa to Sabrina to the persecuted Christian teacher. Quite a role reversal for yeah, you. I love it. All right. We have a new Nepo baby. We have, who wrote this? You or Timmy. Hard launch of new Nepo baby, Me. Michael Consuelos. And I think that's really good language to use here because this is like Thank you. Nepo babies. We're so used to Nepo babies being a reveal. Like someone is becoming famous. They're in a buzzy project. And then through that narrative, through that reveal of them, like introducing themselves via a project, it's like, oh, did you know that so-and-so is actually a child of so-and-so? What we have here with Michael Consuelos is a full... Total embrace of nepotism from the onset. We are introducing you to Michael Consuelos, yeah. and he is Mark Consuelos and Kelly Ripa's son. It's, in the sexiest right, man alive issue of people. Right. He's done some acting, but we're really not even leading with that. No. We're leading with the parents. And same with the, the their daughter, Lola, who also, I think, released music at one point. But no, we're leading with the nepotism. And the first question we're asking is, do you raid your father's closet for clothes or whatever? Mm -hmm. And how do you feel that your father has muscles? <laughs> Does that make you feel weird? <laughs> These are the questions we're asking. I'm sorry. And he's These like, no, I love it. Asking. And then we're writing about the reaction to you being in the people's sexiest man alive issue by your mom, Kelly Ripa. Mm -hmm. Exactly. He's shirtless in the sexiest man alive issue. He has a full page photo. The, the Sexiest Man Alive issue has a lot of, like, call-outs, sidebars, thumbnail photos. He gets a full page. A lot of men. He gets a full page. And he played – I mean, I, I would argue that if if you're like, is is Kelly Ripa and Mark Consuelos' son an actor? I would say technically yes, but actually no. You don't get to be an actor by playing your father as a younger version in a movie. That <laughs> yeah. doesn't – to me, you are literally a – what does that make you? That makes you like a picture or just like a, a stand-in almost. A stand-in. You literally stand are. You're literally a stunt double. So him playing young Hiram Lodge in Riverdale, I would argue, is not acting. It's just existing. Yeah, but I mean, even stunt doubles I think require a little more talent than stand-in for your father as well, a young person. Well, they have to <laughs> hurt themselves. Yeah, they have to jump and run. Yeah. This guy. That was his first audition ever. The irony of them saying he auditioned for this is very funny. Oh, yeah. I'm sure he auditioned. Mm -hmm. I'm I sure. I mean, we've seen it. We've seen it with Idris Elba and his daughter. She auditioned to be his his daughter, and then she didn't <laughs> okay, nail yeah, the audition. Said, no. But listen, he wasn't auditioning to play his son. He was he was auditioning to play him right, at a younger right. age, and they look right. That's a true. lot alike. That's they look true. a lot alike. They really I mean, do. Even the People's Sexiest Man Alive issue that features him shirtless has a photo of Mark Consuelos in like the upper corner at the same age to show like, look how alike they look. They're identical. They're twins. And this kid's like, he's ready for the spotlight. Like he is. He who put it. these links here? Was this you or Timmy? I mean, he's been on their Timmy. talk show. He's been on the talk show like 40,000 times. I mean, 
Kelly's kids wish her a happy birthday. Mark Quinsuelos helps Kelly produce live from home. Blah, blah, blah. Interview. Talks about Kelly and her new dog, Lena. What? Uh, talks about the family <laughs> vacation to Italy. I mean. Wh- I need you to hear really quickly before we move on, though. I need you to hear Kelly Ripa react to Ryan Seacrest being like, Chris is on the cover. He's the sexiest man alive. Chris Evans, listen to what Kelly Ripa says. So, hey, so I'm looking, okay, Chris Evans, like, what? great. He's, the, you know, a lot of pressure every day. Would you want that pressure? No, probably not. And then I get to this section here about Which the- Which uh, Chris is that? This is the Chris, uh, it's that Chris. Chris it's not, it's the not Chris Hemsworth Chris, Chris Evans. Yeah, good shot. Congratulations, Chris. She's like in the middle of a burp. She's like, which Chris is that? She's great. She's so fucking funny. She's so funny. And when you watch Kelly Ripa's behavior, especially her behavior as she sort of like pokes fun at her son being in this magazine, it's like, of course, this is what her son's doing. Like, they raise their children to be exactly this. And they are so thrilled. she's always generally been a likable person throughout her yeah. career, Kelly oh, yeah. Ripa. In terms of like, like her is Kathy Lee Gifford. <laughs> but Kathy Lee says she has no plans to read Ripa's new book, Livewire, which is number three on the New York Times bestsellers list because of what she writes about Philbin. What's the point? You know, I don't get it. I don't get it. I'm not going to read the book. I haven't read it. I don't even know if it's out yet. Chewing food. Chewing, chewing food. food. Right. Again, chewing that's food. like radical honesty. Her what I eat in a day. Yeah, radical it really honesty. Is. It is like we repeat it because it is unfounded. Yeah. <laughs> chewing food. Then I host my morning show. You're going to say, Kelly, do you eat anything? Not before I talk on the air. So I don't have any sort of chewing food before I talk on the air. Okay, do we want to move on to Cynthia Bailey's fan art? Because <laughs> I do. <laughs> this is hard because it's hilarious, but it's a visual. It's mm-hmm. a visual prompt. So you're going to have to go take a look and follow along. Cynthia Bailey shows off a portrait drawn by a super fan. So she posted this fo- this drawing of herself. That This was, tone uh, is submitted. amazing. It's, it's good. And so Cynthia Bailey, who is on Housewives of Atlanta, had a photo drawn of her. Mm-hmm. She posted the photo and then she wrote, so one of my biggest and most supportive fans slid into my DMs to ask for my permission to draw me. Of course, I was excited and said yes right away. I was so honored. Okay. <laughs> Line break. Not, okay. exact- <laughs> Line break. <laughs> Not exactly what I expected, but I absolutely love this drawing of me. It is the love and thought that counts. I respect the art. Please give at everything R-H-O-A some love. She didn't think I was going li- to like it. Thank you, queen. Love you. And then literally a legend she put the original photo <laughs> side by side so as if funny. to be like swipe left for the original photo here's what here's what like it could should look like that is so funny. but it's like her it's her main headshot from the show it's like full it's it's full glam it's it's above a full glam it's maximum glam you know and then here's this charcoal photo that uh, it, it's just the way this girly captured her <laughs> boobs will never be forgotten two Circles intersecting, not Venn diagramming. But not just Venn diagram, but they're touching. touching. T- they're touching, touching tips. They're touching. <laughs> two beautiful, two beautiful um, half circles, arcs, just protruding from chest, touching gently. And it's all, it's all black and white. It's all, I guess, charcoal, pen, pencil, and then one pop it's of so color. Funny. One pop of color in Cynthia's earrings. Let's make them gold. Let's make them gold. I love this. And the person who drew it. At everything RHOA said, y'all, I tried. Like, the person knows that it's not a good drawing. Y'all, I tried. She probably got so many follows out of this. And then Cynthia responded, it was a good try, queen. I love you. (laughs) And then she reposted it. It's cute. I think that she knows that, like, it's funny. I think she definitely was like, are you sure that I can post this? Because it seems like even everything RHOA was like, this isn't good. You know, and Cynthia was like, this is going to be a good gag. We're both going to get a lot of attention for this. It's going to be entirely positive attention. I mean, and I'm I also sure think that, that it's earnest. You're, yeah. you're making it a little bit cynical, but I think it's kind of earnest. Like, whatever, that's nice. No, I think that they had a really, like, I think they had a very nice conversation behind the scenes where they, like, understood that it was bad, but also that it was, like, loving. No, I think that, I don't mean to make it sound cynical. It is very funny, though. And never forget someone tweeting at Bad Baby a piece of 
you know, not great fan art saying, at Bad Baby, I hope you like this drawing I drew of you. And Bad Baby quote tweeted it and said, I do not, but I fuck with you for trying. <laughs> so I love this DM that I got from Octavia Spencer, who I love. I posted a picture of her. She commented, thanks, sis. I'm a huge fan of yours. She said she was a huge fan of mine as well, which like I flipped out. I say, oh my God, thank you. I'm from Alabama. Anyway, just continue to move in greatness. I'm such a huge fan. God bless you. And then she responds back. Oh my God. No way. You are so graceful, even when it's difficult to be. Keep being you. Black women need those positive images. Amen. Who Weekly is brought to you by Squarespace. As usual, we love Squarespace. We love Squarespace. It's the only way we will ever have a website. <laughs> is Squarespace. You're right. Because it's easy. Because I can update it very fast when things go crazy with tour announcing, which we might have to do relatively soon. Might? Uh, might? Uh-huh. <laughs> You said, we just came and saw you. I said, well, this is a, this is a 365 podcast. We're planning ahead. Everyone's, everyone's doing live shows these days. So all the venues are getting booked up. So we have to book our tour, which is far away pretty soon. But we already know we already know the dates. We're ready to update the website on Squarespace. And we also already know how to put them on the website, which is like half the battle because it's Squarespace. Exactly. And we've done this for a long time. And it's very, very easy. We love Squarespace because... It's very easy to update things. We love Squarespace because we have a contact form, which is the way most people get in touch with us. Even though we have a very easy to remember email address, which is what's read up to at gmail.com, people would prefer to just use the contact form on Squarespace because Squarespace is easy. And on our website, it's easy to find our press clippings. It's easy to find embeds of the podcast. It's easy to find anything you need to know about our podcast. So go to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your website, go to squarespace.com slash who to save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. I was in Florida this past weekend and guess what was the talk of the town? Your mom's aura frame? The aura frame. The aura frame kept, it was scrolling through every photo. I was like, oh, oh, there's that. Oh, there's that. Oh, there. I'm like, where'd they get that photo? There's always a photo where I'm like, where'd they get that photo? How'd they get that photo? I don't know where my mom gets the gifts that she sends me. Like when she sends me a text gift, I'm like, where did you find that? And sometimes I look at her aura frame and I'm like, where did you download this? No, I'm like, where did you get this photo from? Whose Instagram did you steal this photo off of? You know? They love to steal from, and they love to just screenshot and not yeah. crops. So it'll just oh. be like a cropped iPhone photo be a full that's Instagram. on the aura frame. Exactly, with comments and everything. It'll just be on, <laughs> it'll be zoomed in sometimes so it's extra blurry. But you know what? That's how easy it is to get the photos on the aura frame because my parents can figure out how to do it. Do they do yes. it well? No, but do they do it? Yes. And the other thing that's great about aura frames, when you give them to your mom, your mother, a mother in your life, a mother mm -hmm. figure, it's a great Mother's Day gift, whoever the mother in your life is. You can connect it to your oh, yeah. aura app. And, and you, you can, can just photos. send them photos. You right. can, if they approve it, you can just put photos and kind of troll them and have fun and put random photos. I do it to Lindsay sometimes. Yeah, he does. Um, you can do it to your mom. My mom gave me access because she likes putting. You got to be careful. Photos you got to be a little careful with that, but you, you, should, you could do it, but you should do it. You be a little bit careful. But you Aura Frames are Wi-Fi connected and they come with unlimited storage because it's all in the cloud. So you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to mom's frame. Not only will she be grateful, it's not another sweater. She'll love that an Aura Frame means she gets to see more of you. So right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code WHO at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Moving on, I love this. This is so relatable. Flavor Flav got into a fight with um, someone at Spirit Airlines. Relatable, not that I, I ever cursed out anyone at an airplane. Everyone, but like, who hasn't gotten a fight with Spirit Airlines? Well, who hasn't been irrationally annoyed with, well, not irrationally, quite rationally annoyed with Spirit Airlines. Spirit Airlines I mean, is an airline no where there are no rules. There's no reason to be mean to people. There's no reason to yell at people who work for, you know, just an airline company or just trying to go about their day. But Spirit Airlines, they really do get on, get yeah. on the nerves. Spirit Airlines is like, if you like air travel, but you don't want to spend a lot of money and you also love gambling because there's no guarantee that just because you bought a Spirit Airlines ticket that you're going to get where you're going, that you want to go. You know, like it's completely up in the air in every sense of the word. And so he got trapped by Spirit Airlines in Las Vegas. Uh, they apparently fucked up by closing the door before he got on. So he got the headline, Flavor Flav curses out Spirit Airlines employee after missing flight. And my joke was, I'd curse out Spirit Airlines if I made my flight. <laughs>
You have to put a little, That's funny. a little whatever at the end. So his explanation actually makes a little bit of sense. So he says it wasn't that he was like in the other part of the terminal and he was running late. He was there the whole time. But he told TMZ that he commonly, I'm quoting them, commonly waits to board until everyone else is on because people always want to take photos on. of him. Yeah. And it's like people always want to take uh, photos of me. And if I'm on the plane and people want to take photos of me, then it slows everyone down. He was like, I literally didn't get on the plane first out of politeness to everyone. If he was wearing his, if he was wearing his clock, his I'd clocks. be like, come on. Like, yes. you're just drawing attention. And so if you don't they, want to be have photos be taken of you where you're trying to get on a plane, take the clock <laughs> off. I got to see if he's wearing the clock. Click on the photos. Hold on. But I just love that Hold he on. like had the most reasonable explanation for why he did this. And then he said, Spirit Airlines shut the door on me while I was in line to board. I was upset. I said some harsh words to the gate agent. I apologize to those who witnessed me acting out of character. I do not apologize to Spirit Airlines or the gate agent. He's not wearing a clock at all. OK. Yeah. OK. So like, right. Like he's not like showing up to catch his flight in full like in full flame yeah yeah he like, looks like just a normal guy vibe he just looks like a normal guy and people are recognizing him and ask for photos wow i do not apologize to spirit <laughs> spirit aliens or the gate agent such a funny statement i'm sure he was awful to them <laughs> i don't i don't doubt it okay moving on i could create a segue for this but i don't want to Rain Wilson says that he changed his name to Rainfall Heatwave Extreme Winter Wilson. He didn't. Show me the documents. Show me the fucking court documents. I'm so sick of people tweeting this, posting this. I guess this is what he wanted. He wanted the attention and he got it. But I did not like that people were reporting on this as if he actually changed his name. Yeah, that's what bothered me. And the only people who were really, it wasn't, Deadline didn't do it. It was Variety. Variety actually wrote like, we don't really think that he did this. A lot of people were taking what he said completely seriously, authentically. They, you know, they didn't take it with a grain of salt. They took it as gospel. Meanwhile, the Variety write-up specifically says, although Wilson said of his name change, quote, this is not a joke, it is unclear whether the actor and activist plans to officially change his name on government documents. And so it's like, yeah, that's, that's the thing here. Like, if you actually showed me your changed name on documents, I would take this more seriously as like an act of, I don't know, protest or awareness. Literally all you did was change your thing. We're being cynical because it's like people are just reporting on this really like annoyingly. But to be fair, like he got the attention that he wanted from this, which was like people talking about it in a very straightforward way where it's like, there, you know, he changed his name to this crazy name. Oh, we're, we're, ca- we're getting attention. Does that cause, does that give attention to the climate change emergency? I I don't know how effective that is, but like that was the goal of the campaign, which was like the stunt to make the name, make your name, to change your name. And you can go to some website and you can also quote unquote change your name or get a new name that's like Bobby well, Tornado. A, well, like you can just write in whatever slide, you want. Mudslide. Mudslide Weber. No. Bobby, two fingers of water in the Mississippi. You know, like it, it it's, it's something you still have to come up with yourself. Lindsay, hot as a Weber grill. <laughs> Lindsay, no more Hoover Dam. It's gone. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not even thinking of ones that well, are clever. Then you like, just, like Lindsay, it's hot as a Weber grill. That's, that's good. good. It's good. That's good. That's good. It is. Yeah, that's good, I guess. It's fine. I guess you're right that I should be kinder to him for doing this because, you know, who could bemoan anyone for trying to bring awareness to the fact that the planet's burning up? But I guess to kind of go off what you're saying, my actual problem here is with the way it's reported. That's what's getting me so mad. It's like, why are we taking all this at face value? Face value! That's the phrase I couldn't remember. Why are we taking all of this at face value? He didn't actually change We're taking it at ass value. Yeah, yes. he didn't. It's a we're we're it's getting like irresponsible. This is this is us pilled. We're pilled by the idea that somebody would be like misreporting something that was just stupid and you could look up. But again, it is for like quote unquote a good cause. No, yes. it's from a it's for a good cause. It's for a good it cause. Is. It is a good cause. But Rain Wilson's name is not Rainfall Heat Wave, Heat wave extreme, extreme Winter, winter Wilson. Wilson. <laughs> no, it's not that. Why keep the Wilson? Just do Extreme Winter. <laughs> Rainfall Extreme Winter. No, that's good. Okay. Hi. My name is Rain, I'm an actor, and I care about the planet, so I'm going to Greenland with some scientists to witness firsthand the melting of the glaciers and learn some hard science about climate change. I pray this makes even a little bit of difference. Also, don't be an idiot. Rain. I tried to watch the Culpo sisters on Discovery Plus this morning, but Discovery Plus was down, like all across North America, and I'm pissed off about it. 
as a paying subscriber paying for discovery plus if it's going to be down when you want to wake up early and watch the Copos sisters tv show on e exactly i'm olivia i'm aurora and i'm sophia well, she was Sophie up until like last week and now she's Sophia. Exactly. I wanted to watch episode one, Meet the Culpos, and I wanted to watch episode two, Indecent Proposal, which has the description, Olivia enlists her mom's help for a photo shoot and Sophia crosses a line. Which one, Sophia? I, I don't know yet because I haven't watched the show because Discovery Plus didn't work until like an hour ago. I heard enlist and I was like, they're in the army? <laughs> the Culpos are joining the Navy? Well, maybe they would, but I won't know until I watch the Couple Sisters on Discovery Plus. It's it actually is on TLC. Mind-boggling that the Kardashians have moved to Hulu and E has brought in the Culpo Sisters. TLC, I TLC. You... Is it not E? I no, swear it's to God. TLC, which is even weirder. No, it's TLC. Wait, it's that's weird. even more. It's weird. A little bit more. That's interesting. It's interesting. I swore it was E. All right, so the Culpo Sisters, the Culpo, the Culpo, Culpo Sisters, they are sisters. Mm-hmm. Why are they Olivia Culpo was Miss Universe? Is, she's from Rhode Island. She dated Nick Jonas briefly, yes. and then she also dated the football player Danny Amendola. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That she guy? dated him for a while. Yeah, yeah. And then she dated Christian McCaffrey, Who's but I think they're that? still together. He's another football player. She loves football players. So she is now has her own TV show, which is actually like the correct trajectory for this because you're like, exactly. how do you become more exactly. famous than just like these little blips that are mentioned on Who Weekly? It's like, well, when you have a TV show, then maybe you'll be interesting enough. Then you'll get like plot lines from that mm-hmm. TV show will be talked about. I'm already seeing headlines from the TV show, which is really insane. Which is the point. We've talked about this before. This is the point of the TV show. The show isn't the point. The The point is the, the show, reaction. Yeah. The, re- the point is the coverage. Exactly. You don't have to watch Kardashians on Hulu to know what's happening on the Kardashians on Hulu. Like, it exists mm-hmm. so much outside of the show that it's like, it doesn't matter what the ratings are as long as people in celebrity journalism and entertainment journalism are watching. You know, like, mm-hmm. that's the that's the sort of gag about the whole thing. And everyone knows it. Like, all of the people who make these shows know it. It's not about the ratings, necessarily. It was really organic, honestly. We were just being ourselves on Instagram some would consider it to be quite obnoxious. <laughs> but anyway, people were say, kept DM us, DMing us, you have to have a show, you have to have a show. And so the more we thought about it, the more we realized, well, we love being with each other. We're best friends. People are enjoying this content. It's really fun for us. Why don't we just have somebody else produce it? Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. we also bring out parts of each other that we don't show on our own personal Instagrams. Um, so it's just an interesting dynamic to see us all together. And yeah, it was nice to not have to produce our own um, show yeah, on our Instagram. Yeah. And we get headlines like, the fights were epic. Olivia, Sophia, and Aurora Culpo on new reality show. Those are their names, by the way. They're, the only actually famous one is Olivia, and they're just trying to piggyback off her, which is fine. We've seen it happen before. The show has to be even watched, which is weird. Like, they're already doing headlines about these other characters on the show or these other women on the show, but I'm like, who, who even are they? The fact that they're getting headlines. Like, Aurora Culpo says ex-husband wasn't willing to change after cheating. Like, I don't even know who that is. Like, she's a sister, but like, you have to prove to me that she's a thing. But here's the thing. When you click on that page six story, Aurora Couple says ex-husband wasn't willing to change after cheating. Here's the thing. It doesn't even rely on you having to watch the show. They have an exclusive clip from the show before it premieres embedded in here. So you can get it all here without even having to get a Discovery Plus login. Page Six is hoping that the show is popular and therefore people will care about this headline. But it is really funny and bold to like put this out there. Essentially, it's like an episode recap of a show that like who knows who isn't even watching. I know, but I think, but also I think that this is all part of the grand strategy because if you flood the press with these types of stories well before the show premieres and in the early weeks, then when people are Googling to find out what's happening, they're seeing all this sort of like, inflated coverage of these people and then they're like oh maybe they are famous maybe i should watch the culpo sisters on tlc i think there is like that bit of psychology here like they're fucking with people they're making them seem more famous than they actually are they're like oh why is aurora culpo in the title of a new episode of who weekly it's like because of this (laughs) because of this oh yeah it's gonna be now you just said it you just aurora culpo and she's married to someone named can you guess her husband's name you'll never guess it ex-husband mikey bartone Oh my God, Mikey Bartone. What? The reason he's famous is because he was on a season of Survivor. <laughs> Survivor Micronesia. I'm definitely flirting with Mary, absolutely. She's a cute girl and I'm having fun with her on the island. She's a friendly, funny girl to get along with. I wanna get Mary to trust me and if I can use 
my flirtatious ability to get her in my back pocket, then I'm going to use it. Let's move on to relationships. There are some important ones. Chris Evans was People's Sexiest Man of the Year this year. We talked about Chris Evans being People's Sexiest Man alive on the Patreon because obviously mm -hmm. he is A-lister, right? But after what we didn't talk about, which kind of happened a little bit after the story dropped, was they dropped another story very close to the tail end of the People's Sexiest Man Alive coverage, which was that he has been dating this girly Alba Batista. Alba Baptista. She's uh, Portuguese. She is an, a, actor. an actress. She. They have been dating for apparently over a year, right? Mm -hmm. So this kind of secretish girlfriend, which I think people did kind of know but didn't really The fans care. knew. This, the fans knew. This yeah. kind of secretish girlfriend has been kind of waiting around. Chris Evans does this huge thing. You on the Patreon said, why is he, what is he even promoting? Why would he do this? It makes no sense. And mm -hmm. then I kind of realized that in that article where they're talking about him, you know, he's so sexy. He <laughs> also says like, I want to settle down. Like mm -hmm. I want, I want to find a I girly. Love I like, I want a I family. Want a I love love. Wife, kids, building a family. And that's absolutely something I want. You know. And then, not even a few hours later, they release. Oh, he's dating this woman. I think he's trying to. I think the press was for him being like a family guy, mm -hmm. not the family guy, a family guy. Mm -hmm. Like I think that that. I think the angle is more obscure than just what a Marvel movie is hunk he is settling down. You know, like a longtime bachelor who had a lot of famous girlfriends yeah. is settling down. No, you're I right. Think it's he's a good, like, it's a good I'm Clooneying or whatever. Like I'm, I, I was this and this way, and now I'm. I want you to see me this way. Mm -hmm. No, you're right. I think that makes total sense. That is an explanation. I think that that's the. I think that's the promo. It's not the project that he's promoting. It's the personality that he's promoting. Exactly. And he's like, I have been dating this girl for over a year. Now we can put that out there because it goes, it, it's not just me being, it's not just me dating a 25 year old when I'm 41, right? She's 25. He's 41. Yeah, yeah. It's that I'm, I'm serious about this girly and I'm going to marry her. And also I think that it probably has a lot to do with the more I think about it and the more that you're talking about this theory I know that he's doing um he's doing another big action movie with The Rock because they released that like mind numbing promo for it like filming and then The Rock was like so I hear you're People's Sexiest Man of the Year or whatever and it was just like I hate both of these people oh my right. god shut up um but it wouldn't surprise me if this was an even bigger professional pivot where he's like I have to stop doing action stuff I need to settle into like meteor roles that aren't just about maybe this yeah. sort of physicality so like this this seems like an early first step in that sort of transformation like leaving action Although Chris behind kind of did this and he didn't really leave action behind but yeah you're right i mean i think also chris evans is like one of his things is he's like funny too like he mm -hmm. actually also has like a personality that is likable that maybe mm -hmm. he wants to lean into but can we focus on the who in the scenario which is his alba baptista long time Year plus girlfriend Alba Batista, Baptista, who I thought I'd never heard of, but turns out was the star in one of my favorite movies of the year, Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. Yeah, it's, it's streaming on, now. You can go watch it on like Amazon. It's streaming somewhere. It's like Hulu or HBO. I keep seeing it somewhere. Okay, Maybe okay. it's on Amazon. Okay, it's around. You should oh, watch yeah. it. Okay, go watch it. Yeah, go watch it. Go watch Mrs. Harris Goes to her Paris. Star meter, her star meter's up. She's number five. Her star meter, she's number five on the IMDb Pro Charts. We have to involve the star meter more in this show because... Well, it's interesting because star meter usually implies you're in something buzzy, a work, but when you're dating Chris Evans, it has nothing to do with that. It's just mm -hmm. your star meter bumps up. I wonder what they put as the dot. Usually they put their latest thing that they've done, but this, oh, this, this bump to number... She's also the star of this show, Warrior Nun, which people love that I've never watched, but that's a very popular show. I believe it's on Netflix. See, it's a... Imagina sexy nuns with guns. E, e é isso. <laughs> é isso. É só isso que So it's not just Mrs. Aris goes to Paris. It's that. Okay. It says, oh, this claims that it's because of the release of the new season of Warrior Nun, which was on November 10th, which I believe, but it's also probably because of Wait, Warrior Nun? Warrior Nun, which is the Netflix show. Season two just premiered and she's the star of it. It's like superhero-y. She's like a... She like kills demons. She's like kills demons. The fact that it's on Netflix and she's a star, I will take that as like part of this little bump to number five. But I do not think. I mean, she's up five hundred ninety eight bumps this week. Like mm -hmm. she's up. She was. She was at f add add five to five ninety eight. She was at six oh four, six oh three. Also, the thing about the star meter, the star meter doesn't 
doesn't do external links. So like when you click on like what the related thing is here, it's only going to show you like internal IMDb links. So it's only going to say warrior none. Star it's not going to say like Chris Evans. What they're working on. The, yeah. It's not going to say like Chris Ev she's dating Chris Evans. Right. Yeah. It's project based. That's true. So she was interviewed by Parade Magazine two years ago uh, when Warrior Nun got renewed for a second season. And they asked her who her current celebrity crush was. And if the timing is right, they've been dating for just over a year. This is before they started dating. Her current celebrity crush, she had two of them, and they were Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart. That's a funny and charming answer. That's good. Yeah. That's the yeah. only part of this that I even want to pull out. We don't have to... Girlie saw Twilight in high school. Yeah. And also, we were definitely going to talk about these two a few months ago, maybe in January when they were first spotted publicly together. But then it was so boring. It was like, okay, so no, it was what? Boring. She was following Chris's brother, Scott, as well as accounts for Scott's partner and his dog. <laughs> On Instagram? Oh, my God. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of boring. I mean, it, it's it, I like that she was in Mrs. Harris because I liked that movie, yeah, and it's I'm a cute like, movie. I know who she is. She was in Mrs. Harris. It's a but, cute movie. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I'm happy for Chris Evans, but I was more interested in the idea of them releasing this people exclusive that they were dating on the heels of his sexiest man alive. That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like they know something we don't. Like, I feel like they know that a proposal is around the corner, like a Christmas or a New Year's they... proposal. It, why else would they do this? This is these are just the most obvious breadcrumbs. I think you I'm being sort of like, sus ugh. was you being sus of this was like a very good, a very a very smart thing. Well, thank You're you. like, what is Chris Evans promoting? You know? Yeah, thank you. It's never about the sexiest man alive. It's always about something else. It's about so much more than the sexiest man alive. Camilla Mendez soft launched her boyfriend Rudy Mancuso. <laughs> I knew that's what you were waiting to say. <laughs> he is not on Riverdale, which is a big deal in the Camilla Mendez universe because she famously Girl, loves to date Riverdale These girlies love stars. to date people on Riverdale. <laughs> yes. Yes. Her her ex is Charles Melton, who we've talked about. Her new guy, this guy Rudy Mancuso, is was was big on Vine. Vine does not exist anymore. I and now can't believe it. On a show called uh, Music. He's a musician first. So it's like he was on Vine, but he also wants to be a musician as well. Here's the thing. Here's why you don't know much about Musica. It's a movie written and directed by Rudy Mancuso. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's currently okay. in post-production. We'll see if we ever get to see this anywhere, but like the Roku original channel, she's in it. She's in it. So they it's... fell in love or hooked up on set. I think that they were already together. I think they were, it seems like they were already making it and then she agreed to do it because. Well, I want to just explain, I want to use this time to explain the difference between a hard launch and a soft launch because I feel like we're saying these as jokes, but they're actually quite real. Like hard launch is like Kelly Ripa's son in a headline on Us Weekly. Like Kelly Ripa's son exists, right? Mm -hmm. Soft launch is posting a picture of a guy on your Instagram whose face is covered by your dog, but I can see his tattoos on his arm. And if I do like one research, one Google, I find out that those are the same tattoos of this guy who Randy you're working Mancuso. with on his movie. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying like that's a soft launch. That's that's sliding in some information. That's giving some clues. That's creating the infrastructure for us to know this without actually announcing it. Yeah. Although I mean, like, Us Weekly then did write about it. <laughs> Nicole Nicole Kang says in her Instagram comments, not this soft launch. And then soft launches also lead to seemingly language because we have Us Weekly, Riverdale star Camila Mendez seemingly confirmed she's dating Musica star Rudy Mancuso. Well, seemingly is the partner of the soft launch. Mm -hmm. If you soft launch something, you're going to get seemingly headlines. <laughs> They're joined at the hip, seemingly on soft launch. It is funny to watch people who were famous on Vine find other ways in. Because when Vine ended, there was a lot of sort of like, oh, there were really talented people in here. Where are they going to go next? And it isn't exactly a one-to-one -one translation for TikTok. You know, like... There's a mm -hmm. different, they're different languages. Welcome to Rudy's Kitchen. Tonight we're going to be cooking penne. Is it on fire? Yeah. Call the fire department? Yeah. We're going to be cooking penne by. What's funny about this is that he definitely, he definitely only got headlines for this. Everyone is referring to this like, oh, Musica stars Ricky Mancuso, Rudy Mancuso and Camila Mendez are spotted together or whatever. It's like people are acting like this movie is a big deal, but this movie kind of only exists in Hollywood press because of Camila Mendez. Like, Kind of has nothing to do well, with Well, she's executive him. producing. Yes. He's she's directing. The, she's the star of this. You know, like she's the thing or that Amazon. people are connecting to. He's going to be in The Flash. 
Yeah, I know, but that that could mean nothing at this point because the Flash is such a toxic, a toxic property, you know. Also, he used to date. I didn't know this. He used to date Maya Mitchell, who was the Fosters, a Fosters girly. Oh, you she love the Fosters. Good trouble. You love the Fosters. I did, and the, and then she moved back to Australia, and they broke up. I guess. Bye. Just like we. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Okay, it's official. Taylor Hale and Joseph Abdeen are dating. She's the happiest she's ever been. Okay. These are Big Brother people? Oh, I have no idea. This is Timmy's Timmy's realm. Notice all these bullet points are written by Timmy. They're Big Brother people. Read them. Okay, I'll read, the, I'll read them. She is former Miss Michigan USA and the first black female winner of Big Brother US and also one America's favorite player, making her the first person to win both in the same season. She had a really hard time in the house and was bullied and was an underdog and a favorite of, and won the whole thing. Joseph was one of the only people to be kind to her throughout the entire thing, and they had a flirtatious energy while in the house. So you could say that Timmy's really excited Timmy's about Timmy's a big, big brother head. Timmy's a really big brother. fucking. What's funny about Timmy's commentary on all of these is that He's like, we knew, we knew, we knew they were together. They've made it very like the clear fans that they're together. Knew. The yes. fans already knew. Oh, they're cute. Again, under the moon, we had just a moment, and you, you leaned in and kissed me. Yes, but you guys know, in my defense, Taylor's eyes and stuff. Like she a hundred, she was yelling. Yeah, like don't even. Like I was literally like, <laughs> well, you're not gonna See? kiss. Without my consent. Oh, no, of course. Oh, my yeah. I've seen this look in the house. It was hard enough to reject it there. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no game now. Yeah, no game. No game. Mm -hmm. They okay, are really cute. cute. They, like, they did a Halloween thing together, you know. It is interesting always to see reality star people sort of, like, maintain headlines for as long as they possibly can well that's always you know? i mean it's that's funny because she thing. won she literally won the show and was the black the first black woman to this do past so summer. and yet the headlines are about her fucking her uh mm -hmm. co-star yeah you know so it's like mm, interesting you know you are now with uh yes. your housemate you uh, you you're now with your housemate uh joseph and so like are you living in the same city do you live together what's happening i knew this was coming i knew as yeah. soon as we announced it's like okay when you're getting your eight carat ring taylor no we are still in separate cities i'm in detroit he's in florida but i travel because i don't know i'm really effing popular right now. So. Yes, you are. We're She won $750,000 and an additional $50,000 for being America's favorite house guest. I really have no idea how Big Brother works. Good for her. That's $800,000. $750,000. That's a lot more than you win on Drag Race or anywhere else, really. Mm -hmm. Timmy says this is refreshing and mature for reality TV people. Timmy really loves these two. So I guess I love them too. I support them. I hope their wedding's amazing. Taylor's Lautner got married. That's it. That's enough. We don't need to lean on this. Twilight's Taylor Lautner and longtime girlfriend Taylor Ugh. Dome. I thought she was going by Tay to, to stop being confused. They to are not privately. Confusion. They okay. are privately. But then they also said that their friends call them boy Tay and girl Tay, which is like, I have to stay away from this. <laughs> I love it. Do you, boy Tay, take girl Tay <laughs> to be your lawfully wedded Taylor as you join hands and become two people who have the same exact name which is kind of toxic <laughs> taylor lautner what was she wearing where was she seen she posted what on instagram she's the who queen tens of people want to What's Rita Ora up to? Who is this woman? Rita and Taika, her maybe husband. He is her husband at this point. I feel like we have enough evidence there that he's her husband. They had to have. They had to have. They definitely got married. But well, they've we not have... yet had a, a public. They've not, they've not mentioned it or referred to it <laughs> publicly. Daily Mail, who has always been sort of hesitant to confirm things like that, straight up calls Taika, her husband, in every story about them now. And I think that they they weren't willing to do that as recently as like two months ago. And now they just do it. And now we said it. You but know, it is like kind and of now they crazy say it. 
little bit wacky that these two who are in the public eye constantly and have been since they got reportedly married actually married have not actually mentioned in any sort of performance like people were like oh on the emas will she wear like a wedding dress as a gag and then be like lmao she didn't do any of that there was no, no reference or joke to these mm-hmm. two having gotten married which shocked which me. is kind of weird considering that they're literally hosting an award show together this is not his normal job this is not what he does no this is what she does She's done it before. It was weird it's that they didn't use this weird. platform for like a bigger splash. It's weird. Why else? Also, why would you hire them if you didn't want a big splash? That's what I, th- if I was the producer of the EMAs, I would be like, okay, so we're just hiring you to do this like straight, uh, like face value. Whoa. Hello. You come in and do Wow. looking good if I do say myself. What do you guys think? We look all right or what? <laughs> That's all right. Now listen, I'm here representing Hollywood and the film world, and I heard that you music people, you know, you know how to party and get crazy, so I've come to uh, get some notes. Yeah. Um, I know Rita's got a lot of costumes uh, planned Obviously. for the night, so uh, I'm gonna try and keep up with her. I know you music have people fun. have an attention span of about three minutes, so I've got to keep changing it up to keep you interested. So tonight yeah. I'm channeling my inner pop star. Do it. You are so good. You're doing all right so far. Well, thank you. So um, I watched some of this off and on. They did an okay job. I don't know. She changed outfits a bunch of times. So did he. There was a very awkward moment backstage live with uh, Taylor Swift that Rita Ora <laughs> barely pulled off. I'll play some audio there. That Taylor's, was really funny. Was it you or Timmy who pointed out, like, I watched the Taylor Swift Me. clips. Taylor's voice, like, I had, for, I had forgotten what she sounds like when she's just speaking. It's so strange. She's riffing with them in a way that works against. <laughs> against it's them. so, it's so uncomfortable. What is it? An award. Oh, another one. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> well, we just thought we'd like to say that this is they just... said you were saying hi, but I'm so happy to know that this is actually mine. I just... <laughs> you, they said you guys wanted me back here. So here. Also, I'm pretty happy you're in this dressing room. And to be honest, please stay. Can you stay? This is indeed another award that is for me. And we didn't just make a mistake because we're all having a good time. I would like to say thank you to the fan. Oh, it's best pop. I'll tell you what it's for. It's for best pop. Okay, so I will say I do some genre shifting throughout my career. And so I know how hard it is to to be in pop music. You got to wear a lot of sequins. Yeah, Rita's in her element. She's a good host. At one point, she was paying, playing Stein beer pong, like German Stein with beer BB. pong with BB Rexa. Mm-hmm. She kept calling her her Albanian sister. She did it twice. I was like, all right, you did it twice enough already. <laughs> and she also did other stuff like attend the you know Woman of the Year awards and for Glamour with her mother Vera and sister Elena. And she picked up an award for what entertainer of the year or something insane? i think so it was something like entertainer of the year glamour woman of the year entertainer which is <laughs> could mean anything winning glamour woman of the year entertainer could really mean anything but she deserves it she won a boho gown to pick up the entertainer gong i guess that's the award it's a gong mm-hmm. while kim cattrall bags icon accolade at the glamour woman of the year awards these feel very much like the show up awards if you're there your family if you're here your family <laughs> if you're here you're going home with something you know that's that's what it is. If you're here, which is why I was shocked when none other than Gail went all the way to Dusseldorf to perform, but then didn't win the award. Yeah, they gave it to a K-pop band that wasn't even there. This Rita segment is so much. She also literally, her music was featured in a Belvedere ad that was directed, directed by, by her Taika. husband, Taika, and starred yeah. none other than Daniel Craig. That's weird. He's It's giving Guy Ritchie what Taika, Taika Waititi is doing with this Belvedere vodka ad. I think that's only because of Daniel Craig, but I just don't. Yeah, I mean Daniel Craig kind of gives Guy Ritchie in his in his swagger, but it, it's also just giving. Like I thought Rita Ora did a had her own tequila line. It's it's giving a conflict. It's giving it's giving business conflict. Yeah, it makes their relationship seem like a great economic choice for both of them. I think that both of them... The more they do stuff together, the more, the more of a business arrangement their relationship feels it like. Really not does. that I think that it is a business... Re- not that I think no. it's like a beard or some sort of situation, but no. I do think that like they are not doing a good job convincing us that they actually like each other. <laughs> what I get here... Well, I feel like they get, a, they get along great. I'm convinced that they get along great and that they have a, a really fun time together. 
but I feel like they more so than most couples have like a joint shamelessness that leads to things like this Belvedere vodka thing and things like this MTV EMA thing. Like it's strange. No one else can do it. Like there aren't other couples that could do both of these things in ways that are not embarrassing. You know, like neither of these projects are embarrassing and they're somehow it very somehow works. lucrative. You know? And Rita Ora has very smartly elevated her name to be in the yeah. same kind of like, oh, this Belvedere ad stars Daniel Craig is directed by Taika Waititi and and, and scored by Rita Ora. It's mm -hmm. like, OK, well, like she's up there with those three brags, which is I got to say, like she's doing it. She's, she's it. really doing it like it's. It's it's weird how how much they have elevated each other while at the same time doing sort of like <laughs> vaguely embarrassing things. I'm impressed for their by own that. in their for yes. their own in their own careers, right? Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. kind of a there's kind of a leveling up and a leveling down to meet in the middle of of impressive mediocrity in terms of like the industry, mm -hmm. like posting the EMAs together, for example. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that just in terms of styling each other, like they both. They are both so glamorous and chic, you know, like mm -hmm. they still give mm -hmm. good red carpet, I guess is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. You know, like you want them at their event. You want them at your event always. Oh, which is, of course. Which is a kind of currency that you can't like, you can't really buy that, you know, like you can't really fake that. they're both fun. Okay, we're done. Thank you for listening to another episode of Who Weekly. Thank you to Katie and Eric of The Who's for providing our Rita theme song. Thank you to Timmy, our research and editorial assistant, for researching and editorializing and going to the Nikki Reed photography exhibit and leaving a voice memo for us. Thank you. Support us on patreon.com slash weekly for bonus episodes, a Discord server, uh, commentary tracks, all sorts of things, and more. You can also subscribe to get the audio within your Apple Podcasts app. Keep calling in at 619-WHO-THEM to leave questions, comments, and concerns for our Friday show. And we'll see you on Friday. Bye. Bye. You will say that. Famous.